and Rob. Hello, welcome to the And Rob podcast. I am Robert Sheffer. This is Andy Smith, and we are And Rob. Ah, uh, <laughs> welcome back. I hope you had a good time in between this one and the last podcast that you listened to, if any. Uh, we're going to today have a little chat about each other's life. And I hope you'll stick with us because somewhere in there is pure gold. <laughs> um, so we like we like to choose a topic now, don't we? We do. And today I thought we'd choose a topic which we know nothing about, <laughs> uh, which is sports. <laughs> <laughs> we both just crack up at the word sports. <laughs> crack up at the word sports because of what it evokes as, a, yeah. as an idea, right? It's, it's kind of like, you know, our football, the culture of football in the UK and other countries. It's such a big deal, isn't it? It's such a big industry, a big thing. People get paid crazy amounts of money. They pay crazy amounts of money to see the matches the big clubs I don't, I don't think we're going to talk about though the kind of the no. societal implications of of sport mm. i think we're going to talk about our own experiences right that's a good way to segue <laughs> to your beautiful experiences with sports okay go well, when okay so when you when you mentioned the idea of doing an, uh, an episode on sport yeah uh, my first my first uh, kind of memory uh, that I thought of was back at sports day at school. And actually I was very good at sprinting when I was in, when I was in school, I was um, in primary school. I won the, uh, they only did 60 meters cause we had a bit of a smaller field uh, but, and we were kids, <laughs> but yeah, I won the uh, 60 meter sprint. And then when I was in, uh, in secondary school, I also did well at the hundred meter sprint. I didn't win that time though, but uh, um, I always really, really hated uh, the uh, competing in the, in the sprints though. Um, and the reason is, is I just found it, way too intense it's like really really intense the competitive element you think yeah, intense. yeah yeah because you go up to the line and you kind of really want to win and everyone else really wants to win as well and it means so much at that age doesn't it yeah yeah indeed yeah. and you you line up at the line and you wait for the wait for the the starting pistol and you're competing directly against your peers it's like there's no kind of win-win situation here it's like you're all out for yourself in this extreme competition where you're just who can run the absolute fastest down the other end of a field and i i never really liked that intense feeling of adrenaline and even if i won I didn't really like that feeling either. I was like, oh, cool, I won. But then you're like, oh, but... Someone no, else no, like, like the people who didn't win, they're not like, oh, yeah, well done, Andy. They're, they're like all yeah. sad that they didn't win. So uh, if their intention was to bring out empathy in you, then they, they succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was their intention. All these 11-year-olds, like, Andy needs to work on his empathy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I, I always found it really, really intense. And I was much more attracted to 
uh, team sports where people didn't take it so seriously in school. So I ended up doing a lot of hockey, well, kind of, you know, field hockey, um, because it felt a lot more relaxed and people were in it together a lot more. Um, And I, I, I was never into the rugby or the football because they the people who were on the teams, they were just so into it. They loved it so much. And they were always thinking about it, watching it on TV, training, taking protein supplements to, so they could be better. Oh, when they were 11? Um, no, this is a little bit older now. <laughs> this is a little bit older. But I, I was just never attracted to that whole world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, never, I never really liked that. Yeah. And do you think that's that, that that was brought forward to, to like now? Yeah, I do. I think there's uh, well, the other episode where we were talking about peak experiences, yeah. right? I was talking about how I really didn't like stand up yeah. uh, because of the way it's so competitive and you're just kind of on your own. But I did really like improv because everyone's all in it together and they happy are. and fun and relaxing. Yeah. And I think actually that pattern translates exactly over to sports uh yeah really don't like those highly competitive yeah uh you know winner takes all but uh mm. much more enjoyable to kind of be part of a team and not take it too seriously because yeah. if you're part of a team you take it too seriously <laughs> oh no thanks i've always had that uh i hope you don't mind uh segueing into my experiences <laughs> smooth smooth <laughs> <clears throat> so smooth like a jaggedy track. Um, so, yeah, um, my sports days were equally exciting. Um, I don't remember ever having that pressure. We did have a bounce day. So we was, we had a sponsored bounce. So we got a bouncy castle in for a day. That doesn't sound like a sports day. It felt like sports because I was really chubby. And uh, <laughs> it was really hard to jump, even on a bouncy castle. And so you got sponsored by your neighbours and whoever um, in to, you know, for every bounce that you did, they give you a penny or something, you know. And there was a lot of pressure to go to your neighbour and get them to sign and commit to giving you a pound. And a pound to a kid is quite a lot of money. So, so sorry, you, you, uh, you got sponsored to bounce on a bouncy castle? That's right. Yeah, it was the... Uh, Redbridge Junior School's sponsored bounce. Okay. <laughs> How long did you have to bounce for? I think you had a minute to bounce, as many bounces as you could in that time. And people sponsored you a pound? They sponsored... Well, no, they sponsored ha- like per bounce. So it would be, I'm going to give you two pence per bounce or oh, one okay. pence per bounce. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then at the end of it, you'd have to go to them and then they'd have to come true to their word and give you 60 pence. <laughs> for 60 bounces but obviously being little kids you'd run out of breath almost immediately um and not you know your bounces would slow down um, unless you were the super light kid but i was always really chubby and it was really difficult for me to get a lot of bounces in um but yeah so that was that was our that was our sports day so i'd I'd get you know 20 bounces or something so your school didn't have a day where you would like to running oh yeah like we had that as well that was like a separate thing oh okay it kind of immediately made me but that wasn't called sports day we called that something (laughs) entirely different we called that (laughs) recreational um recreational government tuesday (laughs) (laughs) government mandated tuesday sports okay (laughs) 
No, it was, it was, yeah, but I don't remember there being pressure around that. You know, I, it was, right. it, I found it quite fun. I was, I was big for my age because yeah. I, I was born in September yeah. and which is the, I think, end of the school year. But you, I was the oldest one in my year, yeah. which I guess gave me physical prowess, <laughs> <laughs> strength and speed. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I would naturally like win some of the competitions, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, so like running and stuff. Even though I wasn't that fast, I'd sometimes win them just by virtue of having bigger legs and <laughs> being taller. Well, it sounds age. like you never felt the uh, kind of competition pressure well, because you were just like the big kid. And you're like, oh, whatever, I'd beat everyone. Well, I don't care. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, I still struggled on some things, you know. Like, yeah. I, I, I never really enjoyed sports. I think there was a kind of, in my family, I was encouraged away from enjoying sports because yeah. my family themselves didn't really get involved with um kind of going to see them right or watching them on tv uh the olympics was always a big thing and it was fun yes. but even then i you know i didn't really feel engaged with it as a as an activity that i should kind of take up as a hobby you know um and i was i was fat you know like i was a real <laughs> fat kid and <laughs> i remember your your sister uh, mentioned that several times during her wedding speech <laughs> <laughs> thanks sis <laughs> Oh man, we were never really like, we were told to enjoy our food as kids, you know, I think my, yeah. da my dad wanted me to be a chubby thug, you know, yeah. he wants, yeah, he wants me, he wants me to be a bruiser, right. you know, like a bouncer outside a club or something. He wanted me to be like, uh, like an anarchist or something, like someone who like made little fires like out of matchstick boxes and stuff, oh, yeah. you know, like someone who messed around with like pistols and like you know air rifles and stuff right. yeah it was because like that was an interest he shared and that's what he loved doing and mm. like it was there's this kind of coolness around that kind of stuff it's, yeah. a, it's a bit kind of like subversive isn't it uh but also a bit fun you know we used to kind of shoot things in the garden and uh, anyway uh that's for another time <laughs> <laughs> um the sports day was you know we used to have the egg and spoon race yeah we used to have the three-legged you tie your leg together race where you're meant to walk with yeah someone else <laughs> is that really a sport it is it's a, it's a child sport isn't it remember we had the parents race as well oh, there was like the dads yes and the dads would take it really seriously and they would they would sprint oh. so hard that it, like i remember <laughs> dragging I, their kid along. <laughs> and i just remember watching the dads do their sprint and yeah. i could feel the ground vibrating because all these men just pacing it as fast as they could. Oh, that's terrifying as well, yeah, isn't yeah. it? That's really scary. And then the uh, then the mums mums did their race afterwards, and they were just kind of all wearing kind of long skirts, and they were like oh. all giggling and, and uh, kind of lifting all the kind of the fabric that was getting in the way of their feet, and yeah. uh, just not taking it seriously at all. That's really sweet. <laughs> that's really lovely. Um, but yeah, we also used to have. Um, we may have even had Linford Christie turn up one day. Oh, wow. Yeah, to our school to get um, a signing, you know. And I, I didn't know why I should care. Yeah. Um, I knew he was famous. And I'd seen him on TV. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want, like, I had something to get his signature, but I, in the end, I didn't bother. Sure. I just let everyone kind of crowd around him and they're, they're all being encouraged by their parents to be like, oh, get his signature, go on, go, yeah. go up to him and, and, you know, are you famous? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I'm famous. Let me sign the book. <laughs> yeah, and and I didn't really feel compelled to do that. And uh, like I've I've carried that through, you know, to to my life. And I I I've never really fully engaged in sports, but um, 
you know, the things that I have engaged with for like cycling and stuff, you know, that are kind of solitary, like you're on the bike on your own and, yeah. you know, not team sports, just uh, things that you get on with on your own. Talking of cycling, I went on a velodrome this no this way yeah so a purpose-built olympic building yeah it was in fact it was the olympic velodrome in london in stratford yeah yeah nice. we had a uh what do they call work. that building it's like it's called the pringle the pringle it, it just <laughs> looks like a massive pringle <laughs> nice uh and um Oh uh, yeah, so work was having a, an event there. Yeah. Uh, so we'd kind of all set up in the middle, yeah. and you could sign up to go and do a couple of laps of the track. And so they rent you a bike, or do you go with your own bike? Uh, they they give you a bike. They okay. give you uh, shoes yeah. uh, to uh, to clip onto oh, the, the pedals. Cleats. Yeah, and they. How give did you, you find the cleats? I found them pretty pretty terrifying. Yeah. Uh, so we we got all we got all the kit. And we got given the bike yeah. and then he kind of takes you through how to use it. And he's like, it's a, um, when you clip in, uh, you will notice that if you turn the wheel too far, it hits your foot. Oh. And, uh, and you're like finding that pretty scary. And he's like, but don't worry because you won't be turning the wheel very far because on the, on the velodrome, it'll be pretty straight all the way. But it just meant the whole time I was going round, I was thinking, oh God, the back of, back of my front wheel is going to touch my toe at any point and I'm going to come falling off. Oh, wow. So we all went up onto the track and um, kind of got cleated in yeah. and we kind of you push off and then we were all doing these uh so there's like a rail that you push yourself yeah yeah because right. because it was on fixies and none of us knew how to ride a fixie so you, your legs go round as it goes so there's yeah. no like there's no freewheeling you can't yeah. just stop your feet pedaling yeah and, and it's weird the, because yeah. uh my natural instinct is just to let it freewheel yeah. uh every so often yeah. and uh, so you kind of relax your legs into what you think is going to be a freewheel and then the pedals just keep moving underneath yeah. you and so we decided to uh, doing some laps and then we got a little bit faster and uh, the first lap was just on the flat around it and then mm. you kind of start moving up uh, gently onto the uh onto the angled bit at the side and we'd been told to like if you if you uh, if you go up too high you need to uh, keep the speed because otherwise you're gonna fall off uh so um i was so if I was you going around just so yeah. it's kind of like ang uh, angular momentum or something like you know if you so the higher you go up the sides of this thing so yeah. it's, it's like a looking at it from the side it's like a like um half of a u yeah 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 like and so if you're up right at the side you'd be horizontal on the bike like your head would be your ear would be like hovering over the ground um during the turn during the turn oh, you kind of lean, lean into it yeah um but you do that on flat as well a little bit but yeah it's it's, it's definitely exaggerated but the higher the, the you higher, go yeah. up <laughs> the more your bike goes 90 degrees well um uh, yeah, so you, but you I, end up being about forty-five degrees. I, I don't or? think the the angle changes much, but right. the the distance you can fall just changes a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, oh, I the, my my horrible. problem was that because he told me um, that yeah, when you're you, you need to keep you need to maintain speed because if you kind of freak out when you're going too high, yeah. uh, then then uh, there's that you just need to keep going, yeah. otherwise you're going to fall off. Right. So uh, I was actually cycling far more fast than i was comfortable with but just like oh i'm what? gonna i'm gonna fall so Mind i need if I to ask why um because mainly because it was a fixed gear bike and i couldn't really uh slow down confidently does it not have bike brakes no 
Oh, I see. No. Okay. So the only way to stop is to uh, actually kind of use the muscles in your legs to... Backpedal. To, well, not backpedal, but just to keep kind of slow it down a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, that motion was quite unnatural to me. And when you're cycling around in a line of other people and there's someone is slowing down in front of you and I uh, am finding it kind of a bit unnatural to slow down. Uh, I'm like, oh, well, I need to speed up then because otherwise I'm going to hit hit him. I need to actually overtake him yeah. rather than hitting him. Yeah. And so I overtake several people and suddenly I'm just belting it going as fast as I'm able pretty so much. So that you don't fall sideways off of your bike. Yeah. And then um, when it was over, and I was going up pretty high as well. It was actually, it was actually very fun and kind of gets the adrenaline going. Wow. But when I got off i thought i was gonna vomit because i'd exerted so much energy oh so it wasn't like being dizzy it was like that you pushed yourself no, so my heart rate was oh my pounding. God. so i'm not exactly that fit yeah. so I mean, other people went on like the there were some people turned up like with all their lycra gear and were just yeah. having a great time going around but yeah no me who's never done it before and is not that fit i came off that thing like almost uh kind of falling over on the steps afterwards because my legs mm. were jelly and my heart was beating and I had to have a, just a little oh. walk around just to kind of con you know when you think that you might be sick yeah. and it's kind of a battle it's like a mental battle yeah. not to be sick you got to kind of focus your mind on something else <laughs> do you know what I mean that's, that's, a, that's oh, a thing right <laughs> um, I think I know what you mean but I can't yeah. think of any specific examples have you ever been so hungover yes, like, the next yes, morning and you yes, think yes, you now I know yeah, you put I me had right that. back. I tried to forget that. When I went to Glastonbury one year yeah. and there were people going around with whiskey being like, do you want some whiskey? And I was like, yeah, I'll have some whiskey. This is when I'd been drinking rum and uh, rum and uh, fruit juice all yeah. day. And um, and then I started drinking in the evening uh, raw whis raw whiskey, whiskey sure. straight. <laughs> sure, yeah. that, that's how it's referred to, and the in you know uh, enthusiasts call it raw whiskey. <laughs> well, I mean, it hasn't been cooked. <laughs> it hasn't been cooked. And this is a raw microphone. <laughs> mm, raw whiskey straight out the barrel. <laughs> This this week's episode of And Rob was sponsored by Raw Whiskey. Get some down your local supplier. Um, so. Uh, yes, and I was also drinking uh, other things as well, like cider and things. Yeah. And the next morning, I slept in a Winnebago, which was like, there's no air going through it, you know. And it was in the back compartment, so it's like basically a coffin. <laughs> you know, and you wake up just feeling like you've, you're dead. And um, came out of that, and the whole day I was just like, you know, I had that experience of being hungover and yeah. not being able to, like, Fight, just like fighting every single moment the sensation of like I'm going to be sick <laughs> and it was just the, it's one of the sickest I've ever been I've been I have actually been more hungover than that which is when I actually got ill and went into hospital with pancreatitis <laughs> I know I went to my uh, friend Wajan's uh, wedding and uh, it was in Washington and it was a free bar and I drank so much that uh, I made myself ill and uh, didn't make it to the after party and uh, I was in, I think I passed out in the toilet and then came to and then went straight back to my room and then slept. And then the next morning uh, I spent, I think, an hour in the shower trying to feel normal. Uh, oh. I got out of the shower, still didn't feel right. 
Uh, I'm being sick all the time. And then, you know, I ordered some food, which turned out to be like a, I think it was a, it was the worst possible thing you can possibly get. <laughs> I think it was like a French onion soup with like a mozza, melted mozzarella top. <laughs> It's like this, this reek of cheese like coming off of it. Why is that the worst? Why is that well, like hungover and your stomach can't really take yeah. much. All you really want is like cornflakes, or, or like yeah. less than that. You want like, I don't know, what's the what's a good thing like chicken soup or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something really non-offensive yeah. that's just liquid, you know. But this was just like greasy as hell, yeah. and it was just like cheesy and like. And especially in the US, they, in they, the, make they go so full out. out there. Yeah, and I could, I didn't touch any of it, and I check out the hotel, and then the whole day they have the after after wedding meal and stuff. I couldn't eat that. <laughs> got on the plane, could barely eat a yogurt, and then got home to the UK, and I was just like, I, I called up NHS uh, direct, and I ended up. It's like, oh, I'm really in pain, and I told them I'd had pancreatitis before, and they were like, you have to go to hospital, and then I got checked yeah. out and admitted, and I was in the hospital for a week on a drip and. Really? Yeah. I'd so actually, it was actually. Um, I'd like poisoned myself by oh, drinking. Oh, so, so much. you had done it? Wasn't it? Wasn't it coincided with uh, pancreatitis? It was. Oh, you had caused the pancreatitis. Oh, I had caused it by drinking so much. I I'd, I'd drunk cocktails on an empty stomach, and then I thought I was cool in my suit, so I went to the bar and ordered uh, martinis, shaken not stirred, and I had <laughs> I had one of those on my own, and then the other one we shared as shots because it was like so strong. Yeah with its vermouth and martini and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, then I just continued to drink. I don't even know what I drank. I was just going on beers and whiskeys and just like, I, 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 all I remember, this is really embarrassing, all I remember was just demanding to this very kind of American bartender, like, I want the most American drink you've got. Oh, <laughs> you know? What did he give you? What was the most, a bottle of Budweiser? Like, well, I guess we, I guess we got... Uh, Bourbon. <laughs> I was like, Give me that. <laughs> I was like, it, the bar. I think the free bar had finished, and then there was like his brother-in-law was following behind me, like with the tips, you know, and like paying for my drinks. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck man. And I only know. I only realised like you know when you kind of get the memories back, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. I was a complete asshole. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that was. That did, I didn't intend that for to be my story. I was going to talk about sports. <laughs> <laughs> the story I wanted to tell was running through the streets. I'll end on a nice story. Should I yeah, end on a nice Yeah, yeah. Let's end on a nice story. One of the best organized runs that I've done. I don't run very much, yeah. but um, I did the Vitality. This isn't an advert. We're not associated with them at all. But the, you know, the London Marathon guys do the Vitality uh, 10K. Yeah, yeah. And they shut off the roads in London and they do a run through past Trafalgar Square and like down to, I think it's possibly kind of Bank of England maybe direction, but it goes all the way around and then circles back up to uh, St. James Park and uh, Regent's Park, no, Hyde Park and that kind of area. Yeah. And um, it is like one of the most amazing experiences to run through the city that you've lived in for years and cycled through and taken public transport and actually be on the streets running through the streets. And, um, like my time was shit because I'm not a very good runner, but like as a fun run, it's just the most amazing thing. And uh, yeah, I just just remember like you were talking about the adrenaline and really uh, like overworking it, you know. And in these fun runs from the very beginning, there's so much adrenaline going on when the when everyone starts moving, 
You know, it kind of starts creeping along like a caterpillar and then all of a sudden you're running and then you feel overwhelmingly compelled to just pass everyone, like running faster than you've yeah. ever run before. Yeah. Have, you, have you done a fun run? Uh, I, I have. I've done yeah. the, the JP Morgan Chase right. in yes. Bashley Park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also very fun. And um, yeah, you just like end up pushing yourself way harder yeah. than you, you, you completely forget about your pace you know, um, and how fast you can actually run. And so your time is kind of affected a bit. Like you don't, you're not necessarily um, as fast because you just exhaust yourself in the first kind of like, and it's probably such a really amateur mistake to make. But yeah, yeah. Um, I just remember just like really, really pushing myself at the end. And there's this picture of me, you know, they give you a tag and then yeah. you scan it at the end. And then there's a guy, there's lots and lots of people taking pictures of you throughout. So there's this one guy uh, like, who's got the perfect angle to get you opposite or maybe several of them in a line to get you with Big Ben in the background, you know? And if you spot them and you look down at them and you manage to like, smile at them in time, then you look fine because you can kind of fight the kind of exhaustion of yeah. running and the adrenaline and everything and just be like, hey man, look how cool I am running in a run, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but if they catch you when you're pushing harder than you've ever pushed before... <laughs> Oh my God, you, you can't imagine the, fa the face that I've got on me. I just look, it's so wrong. I look like I've been running for days. <laughs> I look like I've been running through the desert and I'm like dehydrated and like at the, at the point of exhaustion because I'm pushing, that, you know that bit at the end of the race when you push yourself for the last maybe, you see the two, the, like the half a mile mark come up and you're like, right, this is it. Yeah. Everyone's going to be pushing themselves. If I don't push myself, I'm going to be left behind. I'm not going to get a good time. <laughs> you know? So I'm pushing and pushing and pushing. And then by the time it gets to the last hundred meters, I'm just like, my heart, I'm closing one eye at a time when I'm blinking. You know, I'm like, uh, uh, uh. And my, my feet are falling like heavily. Yeah. Like, no form at all. Like, yeah. My knees have gone to shit at this point. And like just about to just fall on the, on the ground like a, like a pile of jelly. And that's where the photographer appears. That's exactly, Smile, Rob. <laughs> exactly where he took the picture. At, at, at peak jelly. And this is a picture of you on a, like a 10K. Just the 10K. <laughs> just the 10K. You know, I've been immortalized in a picture that I was... Um, so, yeah, not particularly flattering, but, you know, I'm glad I did it. And it is one of the most thrilling and amazing... Let's put the photo in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'll dig it out. I'll dig it out and I'll find it. I think it's, um, yeah, it's on one of my computers somewhere. That's it. That was our coverage of sports, <laughs> segueing slightly into alcoholism. <laughs> but thank you very much for listening this week. I have been Robert Schaffer. I've been Andy Smith. And this is And Rob. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.